What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast. It's been about six, seven months since I've seen you guys last. This is kind of like a recurring theme, but... uh <laughs> but You pride yourself on my consistency. consistency. Yeah, it's hard. It really is. I don't want to sound um, melodramatic, but with YouTube and professional soccer career and all the Aww. other stuff that I do. There's <laughs> <laughs> people the watching there. Like, yeah. Oh, and um, I don't know when you're losing a lot, it's kind of like you don't really, you're not in the mood to hop on a podcast and start talking and to bring your teammates on and just like shoot the shit because you're kind of just like not in the best mood. And uh, yeah, your mind's kind of elsewhere. So it is hard when you're having those tough seasons to be consistent with a podcast like this, you know? Yeah, but that might be when people want to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but like, I don't want to, yeah. you know? I get it, but I don't want to do be that person. It's just tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this is going to be kind of like an update podcast. It is January 11th today. And tomorrow, my wife Mimi, who is joining me on the podcast today, say what's up. Hi. She's going to be 39 weeks pregnant tomorrow. And for those of you who don't know, a full term pregnancy is typically 40 weeks. So our daughter is due next Thursday, which is in eight days from today. (laughs) How are you feeling? I feel like I'm about to pop. And I told Shelly before starting this that if my water were to break during this podcast, I wouldn't be surprised, like in the slightest. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I can just feel like and see all the little symptoms that you have, like the cramping and the Braxton Hicks and the normal minor contractions that you're getting. And then like the all that stuff is just ramping up right now. I don't know how far it actually ramps up to, but I feel like it should be close. Yeah, what's frustrating because I'm sure a lot of you guys haven't Googled this before, but there are symptoms for early labor, but the symptoms could go on for a month. They could go on for a day. Or an hour. Mm-hmm. So you can tick all those boxes. I sound like a British person. You can check all those boxes, but you don't, like it doesn't tell you when anything's going to happen. Yeah. And it's it's exciting because it's like, it, like Mimi described it as you're literally feeling like a three, four-year-old kid on Christmas Eve, but every day just feels like Christmas Eve because you don't know when Christmas is actually going to be. So yeah. it's really hard because every day, you know, I'm wearing my Apple Watch to training and I'm checking it, checking it, checking it just to make sometimes sure. Sometimes you're wearing it. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> but just to make sure that I'm not missing anything or she's going to labor or something. But then yeah. just drags out. It just feels like so many days you're just waiting. Yeah. Um, but timing has been kind of difficult because this has been the longest off season I've ever gone through as a free agent without a contract. The latest I've ever signed a pro contract was in 2019, and I signed that contract on January 3rd or 4th, and now we're January 11th, and I still haven't signed a contract. And of course, that happens the one time where I am kind of like have the most things going on (laughs) and a baby coming and literally having the baby and then probably 10 days have to move somewhere else around the country. Because like a year ago... You know, nine months ago when we found out the due date, we're like, oh, perfect. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Levi almost just fell. <laughs> just a heart attack. <laughs> um, but when we found out the due date, I was like, oh, that's fine. Because we've always known the plan at that time in January. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. whether we were already moved or not moved. Like, I figured we would know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we don't. I mean, we we have some ideas, but obviously nothing's concrete. Mm-hmm. So we didn't expect that yeah. at all. Yeah. 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 It's just tough. I mean, anytime you have a really 
rough season and you're not playing well or you're injured or your team's the worst team in the USL bottom of the table, it's really, really hard that next year to get teams to want you. And like, I, I, I thought I had a really good individual season, but it is hard for coaches to overlook the fact that, you know, how many goals your defense let in, you know, and sometimes they'll, they'll watch your individual performances and watch your games. But, you know, typically coaches want to strengthen their roster, which means brings it, bringing in guys typically from better performing teams or higher performing leagues. Yeah. So like you get it and it's, it's very frustrating and you think you have a lot of security, but it, your career is just so fragile. It's very crazy how, how difficult it is to keep that career going. Yeah. And what I've learned through all of my experience as a pro, as a pro, yeah, is that, like you said, it's the team aspect before the individual. Mm-hmm. So, like, you had a good season for yourself. You played so many games. You were captain. Like, you yourself performed, but they look at that second. Mm-hmm. So it's it it just it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, it is tough. It's tough, but like something always comes up. There's always opportunities. And even though this has been the longest and we're now pushing January 11th, middle of January preseason for some teams, I think some USL teams start January 15th and some (laughs) most start January 25th to the 1st of February. So realistically, we're looking anywhere from like 15, two to three weeks pretty much until preseason starts. So it's just kind of like, you know, now it's really business time, (laughs) grind time. You definitely keep our our life Interesting. Interesting. You keep yeah. me on my toes. That's the that's the thing we talk about. What do you think in the future? Like, are you going to be bummed out or that we're once we do get a place and like a house and I'm retired? Oh, for sure. That we're not moving ever and there's no excitement like that. Yeah. You're going to miss it or I'm, you think it's going to be nice? I'm going to miss it. Yeah. Because it's like this weird thing though where I feel like the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. So even if we got like, if even if we had a two year in Charleston, which would be amazing because I love this house. I love Charleston. I'd love to stay here. There'd be a, a tiny part of me that's like, oh, I wonder where we could have gone, mm-hmm. you know, because like I'm so used to that, like every year, just excitement. Yeah. But it definitely, I think being somewhere for good or for a while, more than 10 months, mm-hmm. I think that will like the, the, peace that I'll feel from that probably yeah. will outweigh the and the it's other. on your own timeline so like if we were if we're not on like a professional footballer yeah. schedule right now if we were to have the baby in January we'd be like no big deal we'll stay here for an extra six months until we get into a good routine then we'll move later yeah you know? but okay. now here it's like no off this is when preseason starts yeah you and know? it's so frustrating like being in the off season and being a free agent because you're on everybody else's schedule Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're waiting for people to text back. You're waiting for the contract to come through. And it's like, we can't go about and plan any aspect of our entire life yeah, at all because we're waiting on other people. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to be like really excited to not have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it, one thing like I'm excited for too, this is a completely different aspect, but it's like, I really want to talk and kind of like, just bring to light about how the intricacies and the nuances of that's your new word. That's your vocab word. word. Nuances, nuances of like the off season and what goes into negotiating a deal and like why it takes long and why it's not as easy as you think or why, you know, you'd pick different teams and all this stuff. It's just a lot. Like, I mean, if we go back to like expectations versus reality, 
I did not expect it to be this many steps, this difficult, this long of a process for even if they really want you, it still takes time. I've had clubs yeah. that really, really want me and we're still talking on the time. You're thinking in your head, okay, a couple of days. You're still, it's weeks. Months. <laughs> months for the whole like, okay, the coach wants you, then the, the assistant coach, then you have the general manager, the sporting director, mm-hmm. the owner all to sign off on you how the budget is, if the housing works out. Like those are just little things. And I really want to go deep into it, the process and all that stuff. But I also don't want to be like, and there's not, it's not bad stuff that I'd be like, I'm not exposing anything. I just want to talk more openly about all the stuff that. But it's also, it's also like different every year. Yeah. Because sometimes a coach will be like, hey, we want you. And you'll be like, okay. And then they'll send a contract the next day. Yeah. But then there's some teams where there's so many levels of like management and people that need to sign off Mm -hmm. that it's like, there's, it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's some teams like I can talk a little bit, but it's like there's some teams where the head coach really likes you and wants you. But then I, one of my teammates actually from Charleston was dealing with this right now. Uh, head coach really wants him. But then the owner was like, no, I think we have enough of players in that position. So it's like how demoralizing is that for a coach to really, really want you. But now if, because the owner thinks they have too many players on the roster and is paying too many players, now you can't be signed. Yeah. Or the opposite. I've seen owner really wants to sign a player, sporting director, scout, but Assistant the head coach, coach is just like, uh, I don't know. And that, you know, it's so many opinions have to, you know, stars have to align for it to work out. And it's yeah. a great, it's great when it does. It's fantastic. It's the best feeling in the world. You're so excited. Like wherever I sign next, it's so exciting because you're like sweet. You start imagining your life there, apartments, you're looking there, houses or whatever how to get there, how we're going to move there. What's our life going to be like at that new city? That's what I just wish we could be doing right now. Cause like, we're Mm -hmm. just wasting so much time where like, if we knew where we were going, we could arrange the move. Yeah. Find a house, like figure all that out. And like, we can't. Yeah. 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 And that's limbo. Yeah. Limbo for the baby. Limbo for, uh, the contract situation. Limbo for the city that we're living in, where and like even limbo of packing up because it's like we still need all of our stuff to use on a day to day basis, but we also know that okay, we're gonna move everything in here to the next place wherever that is. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then babies. Yeah. Like whose idea was this? They can come whenever they want, <laughs> you know. So you can plan for forty. You can plan for your due date. Twenty percent of babies are due on their due date, and I think that's being generous. Like. It's very rare. So they could come early. They could come late. We could sign and we could have Wait, to I just... I thought it was 5%. I thought 5% too, but I just read something today that was 20. That's why I'm saying I think it's maybe a lot of people, Maybe more people like induce on their due date. Yeah, I think a lot of people, once they hit that, their doctor's like, okay, let's get the ball rolling. But I think yeah. naturally it's probably like 5%. So it's like... It's just, yeah. I feel like I'm just sitting here just like twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> Like what's gonna happen? Meanwhile, I feel like I've been going nonstop because it's like it's hard because usually, typically, with how like our dynamic goes, is that I usually spend more time either working out, training, and then editing on my computer, just answering emails, doing become elite work, and then you typically take more of the cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, like errand type stuff. So I'm a woman. It's just how our dynamic works. <laughs> That's how the dynamic works. I don't know. That's facts. He despises errands more than just a waste. More I than anything in the it. entire world. But now the fact that like I feel so bad because you pains you to get up. You can't put your shoes on by yourself. You can't bend over to put dishes in the dishwasher. Now I feel like I have. I'm doing my same training and workout load, same editing load, 
double the dishes, triple the grocery shopping, cat triple litter. the cat stuff, triple the cooking. Just wait till it's, we have a baby. Yeah, it's already wearing me down. I'm <laughs> already wait. I'm already regretting this kid. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, he's so excited. I'm really excited. I keep imagining my life like I'll do little things where I walk by the bassinet and I just imagine like a little peanut in there. You keep throwing your sweatshirt on it. Yeah, because yeah. stop throwing your stuff <laughs> in the back of it. You're gonna, gonna forget one day when the actual baby's in there, and you're gonna like throw your sweatshirt. Smother it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be bad. <laughs> but yeah, I I just keep on viewing certain parts of my life, like changing a diaper on a table somewhere, or like seeing her sleep in the bassinet, like in my imagination, or like just like little things pushing in the car seat in the back of the car. We have the car seat are all set back there. I know. I keep like, driving look, around. I keep like looking at it. I'm like, there's yeah, no like, there's me a human that. being there. Yeah, it's crazy. I keep doing the same thing with my water breaking because I don't think people fully process like how weird and like surprising that actually is until you get to the point where it could happen at any moment. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I'm doing anything, like throughout the day or sleeping or whatever, I'm like my water could break like right now. Like I could be in the grocery store right now and mm-hmm. it could break. <laughs> like it's just weird yeah yeah i hope soon it will happen just just go and i always think too maximum time like what's the maximum time we could wait realistically 41 weeks i'm saying is mm-hmm. before that's when we'd probably you can technically go over you can go to 42 but yeah our doctor doesn't really want to go past 41 so 41 is our max and 41 weeks is in 19 plus 7 19 plus 7 we didn't get that i'm trying to think of the date oh i was in the opposite way I was going to do think, eight days plus seven, differently. 15 days, 15 days away. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what day in January. Mm. 16? No, 26th. I don't say, I don't know. I don't care. January 15 26th. days from now. Okay. I just, every single day I'm like, this could be her birthday. Like does January 11th <laughs> sound like a good birthday? I really <laughs> wanted Friday the 13th. Yeah. we're. Ho- so I'm hoping for that too. That's in two days. That's a realistic possibility. It could happen. Because my mom was born on Friday the 13th. And I've always been like, oh, yeah, unlucky stuff is now lucky for me because my mom was born on that day. And then, like, I remember one time, like too. Her. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> and then I remember one time, too, where I was going on to a trial for the San Jose Earthquakes uh, U23 team. And I was so nervous. I don't know why I was so nervous for that trial in, in particular. The earthquakes? Yeah. Because it was your first no. PDL trial. Well, first PDL trial. But I've been on dozens of collegiate trials. Yeah, but that's dozens the highest of, level. But you- I don't know. I think it was different. I think there's other things around it that made me nervous. I think one, because Ramon had made the team. I was going to say, because Ramon, I was just going to say And I was that. super competitive and yeah. I was living with him. And I was like, I really, if he can make the team, I really want to make yeah. the team. And then he was, I remember too, he was talking to the coach and putting in a good word for me and saying like, he's a good player. So then now I have to live up to Ramon's banking on the fact that I'm a good player. So I have to, for Ramon's word, I have to do well. And then uh, just the fact too, I thought that was going to be like my in into the professional game. How did we start talking about this? Because I was walking to that trial and I was right as I was oh, about I to step on the field, a black cat darted right. In, like literally there was like the, it like was that? enclosed in a fence blacker and it was like enclosed in a fence. So you have to walk through a doorway. I'm two steps away from it. A black cat just goes, darts right across and I had the best trial. I killed it. <laughs> and after that, he was like, yeah, I'll bring Matt to the uh, earthquakes U23s. It's so like, whoa. Sidebar, it's actually really sad that people have made black cats seem unlucky because they're the least adopted in the shelters. That's why I always try to get a black one. We got two black cats. We do. But they got some white belly fluff. Yeah. I know, yeah. Friday the 13th I think would be cool because I also think the hospital would be more empty because a lot of people wouldn't want to be in there. 
Friday the 13th? <laughs> Your theories. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. There's literally certain times of the month, certain times of the year where there's more women going into, into labor. Mm-hmm. Full moons, they actually go into labor more. Really? Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a storm. What about when, if Mercury's in retrograde? Probably. Whoa. But I know storms are a big one too because the pressure changes. Uh-huh. And I'm sure Friday the 13th, people are like holding holding the baby in. <laughs> They're like, no. Yeah. My uh, my grandpa, I've never met him, but my mom's dad didn't come to the hospital for my mom's uh, birth. Because it was the 13th. Friday the 13th. I could not imagine. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> what if you're like, no? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be so excited. I'm just... I, I don't know. I know how much work it is and I'm I'm scared of that, especially with preseason starting and maybe though, double days. And I don't. I don't think anybody does. I mean, until. you can imagine it. I, I, imagine you have to feed this thing every, every two, hour two to three hours. Half. Every two to three hours. Yeah, but it's two hours from the beginning of one feed to the beginning of another feed. Mm-hmm. So between is only like an hour and a half, hour and 15. I mean, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work. But I'm yeah, I'm excited. I'm more excited. I don't know why, but I'm more, I want to like, I know I shouldn't be thinking this, but I want to like rush through the newborn stage. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. The, that's supposed to be like the I best. Know, that's what everybody says. Everyone's like, oh, they're the easiest. Yeah. It's the best. But I almost want to kind of like get through that to the point where they're like more. You just want to play with them. Yeah. So we're the opposite. I'm like dreading the toddler stage and the stage where they just have so much energy and they're uncontrollable and they just want to play. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I want like the the newborn just sloth sleeping stage. So I, I told him, I'm like, when when she turns old enough to run away, I'm like, that's you. That's really? You. I'm going to be running yeah. after her, not you? I'm not. <laughs> what I was going to say is that with how much the baby's been kicking already and moving in the womb, it's like nonstop. And even like we go every single doctor appointment, ultrasound, every yeah. time they try to find the heartbeat, like, oh, she's really moving. She's did a you see last? Did you see the last appointment? Huh. She put the little like Doppler thing on oh, to yeah. get a heartbeat and it she like kicked back. her. Yeah. <laughs> it like kicked her. She's like, oh, she's fighting me. Yeah. <laughs> she's fighting back. Yeah. So I think that is like a precursor, a sign that she's going to be high energy, yeah. high activity. Because I was a very, very high energy, high activity baby and toddler. I have heard that And that's a teenager and adult. And you were more mellow. My sister was more mellow. My sister's I'm just pregnant. Normal. So was I. No. <laughs> I mean, my mom hasn't talked about it a lot, but she hasn't said one way or the other, like extreme wise. Mm-hmm. Like I moved. I wasn't like really calm, but yeah, I wasn't like this. Yeah. I'll yeah. even be like reading or like on my phone, and she'll like literally like, kick me, and I'll like. Sometimes like my phone will jerk. I'm like, Jesus. Maybe that's a, a sign she's going to be a footballer. Maybe. Be cool. But if she has my athleticism, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can train <laughs> athleticism. Yeah. You can get bigger, stronger, faster. Can't really get any faster than I'm already pretty fast. That's true. You're speedy. <laughs> <laughs> There's three words to describe you. I'd say speedy. Coordinated. Co- coordinated and cool-headed. <laughs> that's me yeah i'm just wondering if i'm gonna make it to dinner honestly yeah because we are having we're going out to dinner tonight we're going to slightly north abroad which is it was like snob snob one of the first restaurants that we went to in charleston actually it's kind of poetic i think it was the first first restaurant and last restaurant (gasps) i didn't even realize that yeah that's kind of cute but we're going out tonight because this will 
pretty much 100% be our last date night without a child to worry about or get a sitter for or pass off to grandma or grandpa. Like that's crazy. Like I, I even said something in the parking lot when we were getting groceries today. Um, Cause you said, Oh, I can't believe in like two, three weeks I can have alcohol. I can have sushi. I can have whatever. And I was like, Oh yeah, we have to celebrate by going out to sushi in, in like a couple weeks. I'm like, wait, we won't be able to, cause we'll have a newborn I mean, most nobody's gonna be able to babysit if we're in a different city. Yeah, most likely, unless we're closer to our grandparents or our parents. But I want sushi one way or the other. We will. You're gonna have to get. I'll get you some gas station sushi because there's no risk of. No, there's no risk of. (laughs) I don't want that. You know, there's a lot. There's a thing. I'm just making you aware of the dad things. Yeah. A lot of times in the hospital after the woman will give birth, the husband will bring some food to the hospital. That she's been like really wanting to have. Yeah. So I've seen so many videos on like TikTok and Instagram of um, people eating sushi like in their hospital bed. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Uh, you might go have to. Sure. I can eat sushi. I love sushi. Not for you. Well, for both of us. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm going to pick up sushi just for you? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? No, but I just didn't expect you to be thinking about that right now. Because I'm hungry. I'm I excited know. for dinner. I am too. Yeah, it'll just be nice to, because it's a lot more than just like sushi and deli meat. Like mm-hmm. it, every time you put anything in your mouth, like anytime you're eating, you're you're thinking about, can I be eating this? And mm. normally I eat a lot of the things that are on that list. Because it's tricky because doctors now are like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Some doctors say yes. But even like goat cheese and brie and, hmm. It's, I think it's, I mean, whatever, there's going to be some salmonella outbreak or some food poisoning from something out there. And if one person gets food poisoning, they tell the entire world, I got food poisoning. I hurt my baby because of this. Yeah. But and then you now everybody freaks out. You know what's crazy though? I didn't realize this. I thought people were just being like really cautious. Pregnant women are 14% more likely to get a foodborne illness. Like, because of why? I don't know. It might be because of our, our immune system isn't as good as it normally is because mm-hmm. it's doing stuff. I don't know, but we have literally have a higher risk. So if, if me and you were to eat like bad fish, it could only affect me. Like you might not get food poisoning. Well, let's hope. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the worst. Um, the, la- the other thing I want to talk to you, not the last thing. Hopefully we can have a few more things to talk to, but one of the things that... I'm very worried about, and I think it's causing the You're most. You're worried? A little bit. You never worry. I think about stuff. I just don't stress about things. I worry about things. You never things. tell me when you're worrying about something. I'm not worrying. Oh, okay. So this is the thing I'm worrying about, or not, what's the right word? I'm, yeah, I guess I'm thinking about is that when the baby comes, and let's say I sign somewhere far away, then babies can't fly until they're like six weeks old. So that means that we will have to drive the two cats, the baby, you, and all of our stuff, or maybe hire move. I don't know, this is what I'm thinking about, <laughs> to that new location. Yep. And that's gonna be stressful because if we sign in somewhere in California, yeah. that is a 40 hour drive. And I will be postpartum, probably <laughs> in pain. Cats will be annoying. Yeah. Babies aren't supposed to be in car seats that long. You yeah. have to feed them and change them every couple of hours. Mm-hmm. It's going to take us, honestly, like I know it's going to be miserable, 
but it's going to be so funny to look back on. Like it's going to be yeah. the worst road trip of our entire life. Yeah. That's it's what I'm worried take about. Probably two weeks. And to I do. hate stopping on road trips. Mm-hmm. That's like my biggest pet peeve. Every time you go, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, know, but this is what I told him. I was like, you do realize that we can't do this like a normal road trip. We can't just yeah. drive six hours and then stop at the gas station. Like she will need to eat. Get a bag of she Skittles will need and to be go. changed. Like yeah. every And you can't feed or, or have her eat. Yeah. I can't feed her. On the road. It's that like would be dangerous. Like on while we're driving. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll get there. Just take it slow. Hopefully. I mean, if it's a far, I'm thinking, oh. I'm thinking pretty much if it's like, I'd say like 15 hours or more that we just hire movers for all the stuff and we just take our car. No, we're doing that no matter what. Well, if it's, I mean, if it's a day drive. The car barely fits our car seat. But if it's a day, so this is what I'm thinking. If it's a day drive away, I would have like my dad fly in and he would, we would pack up the U-Haul or whatever. And then he could drive that while we drive our car or something. But but wouldn't that cost the same as just having the. But he would buy his own ticket. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, either Chuck but the thing pays is, for the I move, know, or we. I do. know my dad or my mom would do that in a, in a heartbeat because they would want to see the baby. Well, yeah, but it just. So we have to take advantage of their kindness, is what I'm saying. Yes. But don't does that make sense though? Don't you think? Yeah, but not. I thought you were thinking monetarily, and monetarily it doesn't make any sense. Well, monetarily flight, it makes sense. The flight out here would be the same price as getting a, but, a moving truck. But yeah, but I don't think my dad or my mom would make me pay for their their plane ticket out here. I think they'd be so excited. Like, I know yes, that's I'll what come. I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I get why you're saying it now because mm-hmm. they would buy their that's own ticket. I told you. I'm, I told you, girl. You're, I'm thinking. You're always like five steps. I'm five steps me. ahead. <laughs> but also, you were saying if we had movers, like they would do a lot of the moving because, like, I can't. Yeah, help. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's or if my dad comes out and helps yeah. that. But and yeah, so my I was mom thinking, might still be here too. But like, if it was a forty-hour drive, I don't think. No, That's, we're not making. We Chuck can't make drive. my dad drive a forty-hour U-Haul yeah, across California the country would be by like himself. Forty plus. Yeah. So, and then if it's so, that's why I have that fifteen. I'm thinking fifteen to twenty-hour cutoff range, right around there but is, is that where we U-Haul start thinking. time or car time? I don't know. It's a, it's a window. We'll we'll have to see wherever that place is next. But then I could be saying all this, and then I end up signing in Finland, and then doesn't make anything. And then, Should we make him drive the boat? <laughs> <laughs> put it on a shipping container. And, yeah. Uh, we'll see. I know. I feel like our parents, because they're both sets of our parents, besides my dad, are like, is your mom retired? I don't know what to call her. She's semi-retired. She works, she works but she works like 10 hours yeah. a week. So our parents have a lot of free time. And mm-hmm. I feel like they just, they want to help really bad. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's some times when you're like, yeah, call me if you need me. And you're like hoping they don't. I think... Both sets of parents like want to be involved. Well, my parents want to fly out so bad to see our baby so bad, but they, but they also respect the fact that we probably, as soon as we're doing all of this, the last thing we need is to be entertaining people, having people moving in and out, trying to figure that out. So they're like, we will be here as soon as we can get a text or a phone call, we need help or can we come out or whatever. We're there. Cause I don't, I don't know if, I mean, they might have realized now that we've been talking about it, but the moment this baby is born, we are probably going to start packing the house. Yeah. And yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. Within a week. Yeah. I will. You will be <laughs> on the couch or something. I don't even know. You nervous for how much it's going to hurt? Um, honestly, 
Not really. Really? That's what I would be the most nervous for. Not to, not to admit why does, why does every guy, if he comes over, he's like, he's scared. And I'm like, what? He's like, are you scared? I'm like, why are you asking? Because that? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the part that I think if I was a woman um, and I had to give birth and carry a child to do all this stuff, the thing I'd be the most scared of just is how much is this going to hurt? It's hard to describe. And I think on one hand, yes, like I am a little nervous about that. And that's why like Shelly keeps dancing around the house. Like I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm like, yeah, well I have to go through the most painful event in my entire life, but I'm glad you're excited, you know? But I think for me, what's more scary is the unknown because it's a pain and it's an experience that you've never had before. So it's on one hand, it's like, how can you be scared of that? Because you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You also don't know how it's going to go. You don't even know what kind of labor you're going to have or delivery. So for me, it's like the unknowns are worse than like the anticipation of pain. And also, I feel like women deal with a lot with pain. Like you you probably don't believe me, but. (laughs) What do you mean? I just feel like I (laughs) I don't want to sound like a survivor or anything, but I feel like I've gone through a lot of pain. Like I would say with my migraines, I have been at the point multiple times in my life where I wanted to end it because I wasn't on it. Like in the moment, I was from the pain from being in so much pain. And I've and I remember thinking like after I get a migraine, I'm like, nothing could be worse than this. Like Mm -hmm. if I can go through this, nothing else is going to couldn't even top this. You know what I mean? And with like labor contractions, they say it's like a really bad menstrual cramp and it's like we've all been through that like so many times in women's lives like guys don't realize it like I haven't been able to go to school I haven't been able to leave the house I haven't been able to leave my bed because you're in so much pain so it's like I feel like I've been through it like that's a and bold it's statement they say <laughs> that's no a bold statement they say that it's like menstrual cramps times like a thousand <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot worse but yeah. I just feel like we're accustomed to being in pain. Like it sounds bad, but like you just have to get in your zone, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, fair know. enough. I mean, I think that's good that that's not what you're worried at the most about. One of the things I'm worried most about personally is the sleep schedule Yeah. in preseason and during season that first three months of locking down, like hoping to get her to sleep somewhat six hours five hours through the night so i can at least get some deep sleep in the time working up to that i'm nervous about that with my body and how that reacts while still going through the normal training workouts double days preseason that i normally go through and that's the hard thing too about like being a pro with this is like i can't ask for time off or else like i mean i could but i wouldn't get it or i wouldn't play it for the entire season so it's like, I don't get like, you know, most people don't get paternity leave, I don't think. But like, there's, I Patern- that sleep Paternity is, leave is becoming more of a thing. Is it? I'm sure it will never happen in the soccer world, but. Yeah. In like, your brother-in-law is getting it. I think the great, when. Like a week. <laughs> I've had one or two teammates give, um, have their wives give birth in season. And one was Robbie Crawford here. And like, it was like, they would finish training, run over the hospital. And then like was there like i don't know if he actually wants me to talk about this he who shall not be named i'll I'll bleep out the names again (laughs) but um one of my teammates basically was just in the hospital 
and just like he had to go back and forth basically sleeping in the hospital because there was some complications with a birth and he basically for a week straight slept at the hospital with his wife stayed there woke up in the morning drove trained and then went back to the hospital right after and wasn't home for like you know maybe popped back home to get a change of clothes or something but like and i remember seeing that I'm like damn that's like real life like that's crazy I know. And so like, and he, I mean, both those guys, all the guys I know with kids and with babies and stuff, they manage, they pull through because, you know, you're always more re- resilient than you think you are. But like, it is like, you can see that they're tired. They're but tired. see, that's why it was so tricky. Like full disclosure, we kind of planned this pregnancy. Like it's really hard with your schedule to plan a good time because there is no good time. I think there's better times than worse no, times. No, but, but... This is the tricky thing. You can't just like pick a time that you want and then hope for the best because it has to line up with my cycle. Yeah. And then also there's like other things going on in life because like like you're saying with the season thing, I didn't want having a baby to affect your spot in the lineup or your performance or the way that your coach saw you. Like I didn't want you to be running back and forth from the hospital. I wanted you to be with me. So even though this sucks and this is not ideal at all, I don't think I would go back and change it. I think, I see what you're saying. I think the best time, if there, if you could pick and it was a magical universe that you'd be like, my baby will be due November. on this month, would either be a week after season ends, so you end, end of November, mm-hmm. or April or May. See, we didn't, I didn't mention that. I think earlier in the off season, like right when season ends would have been perfect, but we started planning it too late. Yeah. So this was literally the earliest opportunity we could if we wanted to have her this year, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I always kind of look at him like, yeah, there's pros and cons. There's bad times or it's stressful or whatever stuff comes up and planning or, you know, whatever. But then it's like, okay, it's going to be one drive wherever it is to hopefully it's not to California hopefully it's somewhere a little bit closer even though your parents and my parents would probably even want though us, California would be really that'd nice. be really nice um or if, hopefully I mean it's, it could be. it's really weird to like on one hand not hope for California but then on the other hand like hope for California but then I still view it as like it's a one 40-hour drive that will probably take us a week but it's one week of our lives for basically having yeah. a daughter no, which it's, is worth it it's worth it yeah but it's definitely not ideal mm-hmm but I wouldn't have wanted to wait any longer. Yeah. I mean, you were mad I made you wait this long. Yeah. I most I feel like most of the time the stereotype is like, oh, the the girl, the woman really wants the baby earlier. And the, it's the guy going, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But with our situation, mm-hmm. this is where we're breaking the gender norms. See? We were like that earlier. And then now I'm breaking them yeah. in this podcast. Like breaking barriers. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Um, that's where we were different though, because I wanted to have a baby at like, I think I was started talking about it at 28. I'm 30 now. But see, is it fair to compare when we're three years apart? No. Because technically we're the exact same. No, I'm no. having the baby at but 27. Like, I mean, in our relationship, in our relationship, I wanted yeah. to have kids before you did. But I, I see it's not black and white though. What do you because mean? I've wanted a kid for a long time. Like I think we would make great parents yeah. eight years ago. Like I think I would have liked that. But for me, I'm the planner. I'm the one that overthinks everything. And I wanted it to like come at the right time. 
you know, like you proposed. I was like, okay, well, I want to have the wedding first and then I want to go on my honeymoon. And then, okay, you were in season again. And then the pandemic hit. And it, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just like, if it was your way, it wouldn't matter anything else. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I want it to come at the right time. But that doesn't yeah. mean that I didn't want. You know what I mean? Does yeah, 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 I guess. I don't know. I'm a classic underthinker. Yeah, I'm a classic <laughs> overthinker. Chronic. Chronic. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, that's, the, that's the thing though. I, like even with your, with, I'm always, we don't get in arguments with like discussions about. Is like me telling you or trying to like, maybe you're, you're thinking too much about this. Like just put out content or put out this or do this. Just upload a podcast, Shelly. Yeah, and I did. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Boom, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, six Easy. months. Easy. Okay, but I, in the six months, I was putting out YouTube videos and yeah. TikToks and all that stuff. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, it's a good mix. The good thing is it's a good dynamic to be to have that. If you have two underthinkers or two overthinkers, I think that's bad. But if you have one underthinker, one overthinker, boom. Okay, so I wouldn't say that my brother and his wife or fiance are, I'm not talking about the overthinker, underthinker thing, but you're saying how it's good to have two people that are kind of different. In some aspects. They are both so spontaneous that I think it could lead them down a very dangerous path at some point (laughs) because they are, they will just do anything because they just want to, or they'll see a sign or like whatever. And I just, I just wonder what that would feel like for just like a day. Like if me and you did that. Can you, ima- can you imagine yourself driving down a road no. and seeing a sign for no. something like fun <laughs> and just turning? Uh, I, I, can, I can't see you doing that. I mean, the only time I could think that is if I'm already on vacation. I'm already scheduled in. This is my week of You're spontaneity. You're in the spontaneity mood? Yeah. But like if it's like my regular day-to-day life or a regular weekend, and I, I would see that and be like, that looks cool. I'll wait till I have a good weekend or a good day to do that. I'll schedule that in and then go do it. But I would yeah. never like your brother and, and Blaine are so like fun because it's like they'll see a dog surfing competition at Venice Beach and they're like, you want to check that out? They're like, yeah, spend the whole day down there. <laughs> they'll go to a grocery store without a grocery list yeah, and, they don't and buy list. groceries. Yeah. But see, they would be the kind of people that would just one day be like, should we have a kid? I'm like, okay. Like we literally sat down with like a calendar. <laughs> well, the thing is too, I say I'm an underthinker, but I'm also, I do plan stuff. I like yeah. having order. I like having that kind of stuff. Um, so we're but both kind of, because we, we are both more planners. Like we both, like, yeah. I like planning trips. You like planning trips. There's just certain aspects that you don't care about. Yeah. Like if yeah. you wanted a kid, you wouldn't care if there was a pandemic. You yeah. wouldn't care if we were married. Yeah. And I'm, I just, I see everything. Mm. And it like clouds, it clouds my vision. I think it's just what's important. What's really yeah. important to you is the order of everything being right with that. Like your vision of how your life is has to be right with that. And for me, it's just like, what's more important to me is just like, I would, I like, like in my head, I always wanted to be a younger parent. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, being a younger parent at 28, it's more important to me than being married or what's going on with that. Or it's like. Yeah. I also think it's weird though, that like, not many of our friends have kids like yeah just when i got pregnant just two of my friends out of like everybody i know well i think that's because i think that's because like you throw in the crazy crazy cost of living now you throw in the inflation on top of that you throw in the pandemic a few years ago you throw in the <laughs> all the the how hard it was for people i think leaving college even at our time i didn't really have to deal with this but finding a job i think was difficult mm-hmm. during that time 
And um, all of our friends were trying to live in like San Francisco, yeah, LA. Already high cost of living. And also I think just for our generation, it's like been shifted later as well for whatever reason, just generational, like the societal norm, you know, maybe 30 years ago. It, yeah. If you're in your twenties, it's like start to think about having a family, but just socially you're like, no, I want to enjoy my twenties. Yeah. So it's just like weird. I think all, all those things lined up. Yeah. And I think it does subconsciously like influence me, even though like I don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But I also think just having a kid in general is so expensive. Yeah. And so much work. Especially. And a lot of people can't get the time off. Like a lot of people wouldn't even be able to care for them or buy formula. Formula is $50. Yeah. And it's sold out. Have you looked? I went to Walgreens. I was on the baby aisle. All sold out. Really? Jeez. It's crazy. Yeah. It's expensive. It's really expensive. But I'm ex- really excited about because the fact of like when our baby, I keep wanting to say her name. <laughs> Kill you. When, when she will be graduating high school, going off to college, I'll be 48, 49. Well, if she gets held back like I did, maybe 50. Maybe like 55. <laughs> <laughs> A couple um, times. Yeah. So I think that's a good age. I think that's good. Um, and I, I would, I wouldn't like the fact, and then even if we have three, four kids, whatever, but like, we'll see how this one goes before <laughs> I mean, we say that. You're through a lot of the hard part with pregnancy. I know, but that's not the hard part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like, okay, if all the kids are pretty much out of the house or, you know, off to college when I'm, before I hit 60, I'd be like, that's a good age. I think, I think that's good. Even er, mid fifties, I'd be mm-hmm. happy with that. Cause I wouldn't, or it's like when they're like, you know, a teenager, I want to still be able to run outside and slide tackle them. I will put this out there. You could have proposed sooner. Oh, that's true. That's on me. Yeah. That's on so me. why, why did you wait that long to do that? Cause I remember you saying like, it just didn't feel right. Like we were living f- in apartments, like we're, I'm we're traveling around. So you were doing the same exact thing I was doing with the kids. Well, I had to date a few different girls to make sure that you were the right one. So in 2018 was a no. wild time for me. I had like 10 different girlfriends. No. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you I did agree. the same thing. And you told me, you're like, yeah, we could have done this like years ago, but it just, it didn't seem like, like our lifestyle. You know what's like, honest, honestly about that is in my head, because I kind of like envisioned the planning stage a little bit too, because I'm, I'm overthinking. Mm-hmm. And I went like, okay, I think that it'd be cool to, you know, because it's such an unstable time, especially a lower division pro, you're bouncing around. Like, yeah, once I'm done playing, then I'll focus on getting married and, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't expect my career, I'm 100% honest, to, to go as well as it did. Like, I did not expect to be playing until I'm 30. <laughs> I did not. I, if I'm being open and honest and transparent, when I was like 21 and how much I struggled to get that first contract, and then how much I struggled to get the second, and then how much... I struggled in New Zealand to get the third so professional our, contract. Our marriage was based on your career. Yes. <laughs> just funny to me. <laughs> we just plan so differently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, yeah, I guess. But it's yeah. just funny. That's I how. I mean, it makes sense because I remember that, that's kind of what you were saying. You're like, I was waiting until the right time. And then I realized that there's never going to be. Yeah. Well, in my head, it'd be there's a, never going to be a, a right little time. bit more stable because I thought like I'd bounce around for a few years, really, really struggle. And I did struggle and it was a grind. But like, then I found some success, not a ton of success. Like I'm still a USL player, but like I found more success than I thought was going to happen. And mm-hmm. I kept on getting another contract and another one would come up I'm like, wow, like I can see myself playing till I'm 30. I'm like, I don't really want to wait to propose until I'm in my thirties. And I'm like, well, I should just do it now. And that was in Tulsa because I had a good, a decent year there. I'm like, I'll mm-hmm. probably resign again. 
and like, well, I don't want to wait another year after that to propose. And I probably want to play another year. <laughs> and I probably want to play another year after that. And maybe another never, year after that. Never end. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Like when we told our friends and family that we were having a baby, mm-hmm. I remember so many people were confused or not confused, surprised. Cause they were like, Oh, we thought you would wait until like you settled down. But mm-hmm. we're like, when is that? Yeah. It's like, I mean, again, that, like, that could be in 10 years. Yeah. Like, and that's the hard part is like I could see with like with my career not going the way I want to or, you know, depending on how it is with the baby and, and family and stability and how my mind shifts, my mindset shifts or whatever. I can completely see being like, yeah, maybe like my career ending sooner rather than later. And then I could also see my career really pushing on for mm-hmm. years if I'm in the right setups with the right coaches. and I'm playing the right way and I like it because it's that's so it, it matters. All that kind of stuff matters. But I think we should end the podcast here and get ready to go to yeah, dinner. We have, we have like we have a date. F- 10 minutes before we leave. It's taking me on a date. Yeah, whatever. The flowers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for the uh, for tuning in, guys. I'm going to say this, but I'm probably lying, but I want to be more consistent in 2023 with the podcast. <laughs> Why don't you say that not when we're about to have a newborn? Yeah, You're you know gonna, what? That's going to come to bite you. I'm not going to be more consistent. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but thank you for listening to this one. I appreciate it. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Maybe any de- last departing words for the people? Um, this is the last time you'll see us without a child. Isn't that weird? Maybe. I might put, I might put no another way. YouTube video out before. I'm on, on the podcast. Oh, for sure on the podcast, yeah. Maybe in the next podcast. We can they won't see us till 2025 on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> She'll be in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs>